One, two, three. Alright, what up everybody? We're live. I was a little delayed there, but that's okay. I'm here with uh, John Long. What up? Uh, for my 10th, my first double digit podcast. I'm so fucking excited. It's pretty awesome. Um, I wanted to start off, obviously, again, thank you Trasno for the intro. Uh, Nick Kraft for hooking up on the logo and helping me out with my website. And uh, thank you to everyone who has listened and supported the podcast so far. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty fucking insane how many people have hit me up and told me they've been listening to the podcast. And uh, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect the amount of people that I lost connection with over the years to listen to it and give it a shot and reach out to me. Like people I haven't listened or talked to in like eight, ten years are oh, hitting me up awesome. like, hey. I was listening to your shit. I'm like, that's that's really fucking cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know everyone who's listening to it so far, but I do know some people, and I wanted to thank them like individually. So thank you, obviously, John, what? Uh, for being on two episodes now. Uh, Tyler Lance, Dance Ass Scene, my girlfriend, Sam Carvajal. Thank you to all of them. Um. Alec Harnden, thanks, man, for listening to all the episodes and always giving me feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, some other people listening to it, Jesse Ray, Cyrus, uh, Chad. Uh, you guys have been great also. Thanks, man, for the support. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, let me know. I mean, hit me up and let me know that you fucking listen to them all. I'll give you a shout-out, too. Uh, a lot of people... Mm-hmm. Have listened to the episodes, and I genuinely don't know who the fucking people are. The people who I thought would be listening to them aren't, and I right? think that's very interesting. Yeah, like, uh, like I, I thought that my mom would listen to it because we have we do this one. We've done this one twice now together. This is the second time. Yeah. But then we also do the Millennial and the Marine podcast together. Yes. Which is all our short stories and cinema riddles and you know all that different stuff. Now our top five list, which is fun. Uh, but yeah. uh but yeah like i i thought that people i knew would be listening to it and like i think uh one person at work has listened to it and maybe uh and like two have watched the youtube video like my mom i told her about it just because i was like yeah i'm like she's always talking about how she's homesick you know so i'm like well then maybe you know this will help she can listen to it or, or watch it and yeah you know follow along at home uh, yeah. about just just how fat i can actually get but so, she hasn't listened to it i don't i don't know i don't oh, know if okay. she has i figure she would tell me like hey by the way i listen to your podcast and, yeah that's kind of like, what i thought or, or even like um hey i like i told her i was like don't 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 tell grandma about this because i use all the words that she tells me make me sound in- unintelligent yeah okay she's like that makes you sound unintelligent i'm like yeah, yeah but like fuck's the most versatile world like word that exists so like i know i got some feedback on that people oh, say i i say fuck a lot you so. do say fuck a lot but i mean i i cuss all the fuck but i've had mixed so. reviews on that one also people say they like it because it's natural and that's just how people converse oh yeah i'm not gonna stop cussing um but other people yeah. are like meh you say it a lot and i'm like yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's. I remember yeah, my it's grandma. It's art for a reason, I guess. I don't know, 
But I was going to say, I don't want to forget, my mom hasn't listened to our shit either. Really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. So I actually, I was trying to figure out, like, who's listened to our shit, you know? Yeah. And so I asked my mom, I was like, hey, are you listening to the podcast? She's like, no. Um, like, you know, like, she, well, like, felt, like it's, it yes. kind of sounded like she felt bad, but it's like, she's like, I just don't have time well, to, funny. Like, I listen think... to three hours of that shit. And I don't blame her. Like, yeah, it's, it's, some of them are really long. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I assumed my mom was one of my downloads on every episode. So, right. So the fact that you have all these other downloads, you're like, who the fuck is this? Who's yeah. listening? Who, who, who's listening to our podcast? Yeah. It's both of them. Who the fuck? Who is it? I don't know. I want to know. I would love to know, but yeah. I'm glad. I, we you don't, don't have to know. You know That's what? kind of I the can, beauty of I it. I think. Though. I think Ashley. Uh, Ashley's my wife. I think she's. Uh, I think she's only listened to like one. But yeah. in all fairness, that's actually my fault. I got her hooked on a book series, like on audiobooks. Oh, and so she's fair. like, "No, fuck you. I'm gonna listen to this book." But uh, yeah. yeah, I told you we had like two downloads in Canada, and now I've got what? six downloads in Sweden, and a Who? couple downloads in uh, like the UK. Who, 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 what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Do I you imagine, know anybody in Canada? No, or I imagine Sweden? people are just stumbling on it on, on the internet and, and listening to it, which I think is really cool. No, that's pretty fantastic. It's just, that's, that's some random shit right there. Yeah. And They're that probably, to me either means they downloaded um, a bunch of episodes. I hope the UK person or people do not listen to the mosquito motel one and be like, Oh my God, you have the worst fucking. Oh, your accent? oh dude. No, I want feedback like that. I'd like to know if it's, if it's on par or not. Yeah. If, Cause I tried to make that one proper British, not Cockney British. Cause if you do a good British, like, yeah, I, I'd like to know. I'd I, like someone to hit us up. Yeah. I do like, know well, one person in the Netherlands. Okay. Speaking of, so it is possible that she listened to my podcast because they posted on Facebook. Yeah, but then she made five other people listen to it, and that's pretty cool. Or she just downloaded, you know, five episodes or six. Or oh, whatever. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, but that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. I just wanted to start this uh, 10th. I kind of feel like number 10 is my milestone podcast. and um, It makes you this know, more we're going, real. Yeah, we're going into double digits here. Yeah. You know, and I like that. And um, I was here for the first one. Now I get yes. to be here for the, the next milestone. And you will be back for 50 and 100. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't wait know, to hit 50 and be like, damn, do you remember when we were doing 10 and we were talking about doing number 50? Right. And we'll be like, it seems so far away. And here we are. Now, yep. I kind of want to be here for 25 and 75, too. Like, I'll be here for the quarters. That'd be cool. We can yeah. do that. All right. It's not like I'm going anywhere. I mean, you live. No, you'll definitely be in here. I just got to know that ahead of time so I don't do those. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do, I'll be, I'll be 25, 50, 75, 100. Like, I'll be the quarters. I'm cool with that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of people have been, um, saying they enjoy listening to, like, our opinions. And a couple of people have said they enjoy listening to this because they haven't seen me in a long time. And it makes them feel like they're hanging out with me. Oh, that's kind of cool. I and mean, that, I didn't really. That's, that's like the most that. natural. Like that means that you're you are you do feel natural because it feels like somebody's just sitting down and chatting with you. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really expect people to get that vibe, but like, um, one of my buddies on <laughs> Facebook said he was listening to this, you know, while he was driving to California. Yeah, and I just thought that was so cool. Like, I guess. Uh, Somebody can take your voice on a road trip. Yeah, going into this, I didn't really expect where where it was gonna go, and mm-hmm. it's only been a month, and I'm I'm really pleased with the has, support. And has it only been a month? Yeah, I mean, we started. I did the first episode 
the day before the Super Bowl with you. Oh, that's right. So it was February 2nd or something. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it really it's only has been only like been a month. 40 days or so. That's so weird. It feels like we've been doing this for kind of a long time now. Yeah, and it's cool, but it's like. Yeah. Like, I like that. I can't wait for a year from now to be like, holy fuck, we've been doing podcasts for a year now. Right? You I'm know? glad that we get to celebrate that on Groundhog Day. That's Do the we? most important part. Oh, we did February the first 2nd. podcast on Groundhog yep. Day. Yep. So every Groundhog Day, we get to celebrate this. Holy so, shit. one more reason for me to love Groundhog Day. That is very cool. <laughs> And it'll be right around the Super Bowl. I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. I know. Dude, it's just like, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about some things on this podcast, just like of what's gone on for me for the last month, I guess. Like, I feel like for making this podcast for me was uh, like a big deal for um, kind of breaking out of my shitty day-to-day routine yeah. of being unhappy in my day job. And that makes sense because I don't know many people that are happy in their day job. Yeah. So it's nice you took the step towards happiness. Yeah. And I want people to like understand that when I say I'm not happy in my day job, it's not that like I'm depressed and I like hate my life every day. No. It's it's just that it's it's not fulfilling some part of my human needs that like some part of me right. is not being fulfilled by my job. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I created yeah. this podcast to kind of fill that gap and give my life a little more um I don't know, direction outside of work and a little more fun and creativity and kind of get back to mm-hmm. why I wanted to go to college and why I wanted to make movies and it's just kind of it's it's given me a lot more energy. In the last month, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Because you have more purpose. Anybody that has a more purpose-driven existence will be happier than those that yeah. don't. Like, I can honestly I, say I'm happier. I, think. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the way it would go. Like, I mean, you have a reason to do certain things now. Like, I don't know. It's just... I always wanted to to write and everything and have that go out to people like uh, with the novel and everything. Like that's always what I wanted to do. I just wanted to, to write these stories and have people listen to them. And so it's with our podcast, we can actually do that. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, these, these have been, these have been a lot of fun. Like yeah, I actually really look forward cool. to coming over and doing all these. Cause uh, Jeremy and I, we actually normally do like four or five different podcasts all on the same day because Yes, this is number four for the day. Yeah, this is actually our fourth one for today. Yeah. So it's uh, we do a bunch of these in a row and then kind of post them as we go kind of thing because we both lead such, you know, we have crazy shit happening all the other times that we can only get together so often. Yeah. And it's cool. It's um, <clears throat> It's been really nice, uh, like, reconnecting with you on the, on the creativity side of yes, things, too. Yes, yes. I feel like the last year, year and a half, two years even, mm-hmm. it's just been very strenuous on our our yeah, relationship we, yeah. being writing partners. Just mm-hmm. the fact that you moved to Phoenix, I stayed in Flag, we struggled writing that way. Uh, we wrote over the phone a lot. We downloaded a program to share screens and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It worked for a little bit, but even just the timing of our schedules. Yeah. And it's just that John and I started writing, um, 
in college. So our schedules were a lot different in yep. college, obviously. Um, and now, now they're just, you know, we're, we're on the nine to five track and we live 45 minutes away from each other. So I used to go over to his house all the time in college, like every night basically. Mm -hmm. And we would just spend two hours together. Even if we weren't writing, we would be discussing writing, Yep, watching a movie that was going to help us write. Right. And that's why we, we have like, I think it's like five screenplays together. No, I think it's more than that. Is it? Well, no. I mean, we each have ones that we kind of did separately, like you did Grandpa's no, I think Cabin. It's more, I think it's more than that, though. Well, we got Second Chance and yeah. Tuition Assistance. And letters. Letters. And then um, Reunions. Reunions. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that one. Reunions. The Real Hundred Acres. Oh, yeah. Um, The Real Hundred Acres. The other three versions we wrote. <laughs> right. So, Fucking I mean, shit. I count that as like three or four full movies that's fair because those ones um basically we wrote a version of the real hundred acres that was um very much so like um let's just talk about it just fucking tell okay. them exactly what it okay, is okay so um our version of the real hundred acres was very much so like a identity meets the cell kind of thing so what it was was those are two movies <laughs> yeah sorry and yeah, I referenced the JLo movie, so just you know, deal with that. Um, so Nothing anyway, wrong with that? there's a lot wrong with that. Um, but anyway, point is, is that uh, basically what it was is Christopher Robbins uh, was a um, serial killer, but he didn't know it because he had multiple personality disorder, and one of the one of the personalities was killing people. But the problem is, is that it was actually most of the personalities would come out and kill at different times, so nobody could figure out who it was. He ends up getting caught in the act and picked up by the cops and they decide to give him like this experimental treatment to get him to acknowledge his multiple personalities so they can find out which one is basically responsible for the murders. And so they give him this, this drug. He wakes up in his jail cell and there's a doorway. And when he opens the doorway, it goes into the hundred acre wood and he meets all the different personalities. Yes. Um, and basically all the personalities with the exception of Rue, all the personalities were created to deal with his own psychological issues. So when yes. he was, uh, when he, he created in his own mind to deal with his overeating and, uh, his like egotistical side. Yeah. Um, but it's fucked up. I mean, this is a dark, it's really twisted, fucked up movie. It's and extremely it, horror. It was one of the most entertaining things. I think we ever did together because for me, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Right. Uh, before this, Jeremy didn't do a lot with horror didn't watch a lot of horror. And, uh, but I'm going to argue, I wrote one of the best <laughs> scenes in the script with the Christmas murder scene. Yes. Um, basically you come to find out that, um, that Rue is actually the first personality and that's why he appears as a small boy. Yeah. Um, Rue was actually, uh, the first personality that was created, and it was because he, uh, Christopher Robbins, actually um, saw his father kill his mother at Christmas, and Rue was created to deal with that. And Rue is so an incarnation of his 10-year-old personality. Exactly. And so um, it's kind of fucking brilliant. Um, and basically, I also... <laughs> and the scene is Rue murders someone... And then goes into their attic and finds their Christmas decorations and then decorates their house to look like Christmas and strings their body parts 
throughout the ornaments. So yep. there's lights going through the intestines and then decorating the house with like a glow. Yeah. Um, there's like a head hanging upside down. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's yeah, or it, it was the star on the tree or something like yeah. that. It was the upside down. I hand. think that yeah. might be it. Yeah, and it then, got pretty uh, bad. It's it's pretty gory. Um, yeah, and one of the things I'm really happy with that. I loved it. Um, I the, if we could do, um, you know how a lot of movies shoot one scene mm-hmm. to get funding. Yeah, if we could do that scene, that mm-hmm. would that would be the scene I want to shoot for that makes sense. Please fund this script. No, I would tell, I would, I would watch the shit out of that movie, but um, yeah. it's funny. Um, my favorite part about writing the screenplay um, is that um, uh, I actually went through and did a bunch of research on all the top 10 fears that Americans have. And I, we, we, but we actually found a way to weave all 10 of those fears throughout the screenplay so that yeah. even if you don't realize it, uh, like watching the movie, you would be uncomfortable at some point based on the things that we chose to pick. And so that's tying into John studied psychology in school. <laughs> right. I guess I had to use that somehow, right? The theory is that every person is afraid of one of these 10 things on some kind of subconscious level. Like it's a... It's a human instinct mm-hmm. we all have. It was uh, like cockroaches, spiders, the dark, uh, closed in spaces, mm-hmm. um, buried alive. Um, Basically, it's like yeah. almost the entire population of the planet has one of these fears. Yep. Uh, there's drowning. There's uh, heights. We deal with like literally we've written. We wrote all of them throughout the story. We wove them into different areas. And one of the worst ones is actually uh, Winnie. Um, the uh-huh. Don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. No, don't no. ruin it. Okay, because we're gonna read it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I won't read. It. I won't read it. But uh, anyway, the end is um, real fucked up. I actually remember writing the scene and Jeremy looking at me and going, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's just what this is. This is what happened. That's just what happened. This is just what happened." And so he's part like, of writing, fuck. I really like talking about that shit. Uh, part of writing is um, uh, people don't understand like uh, writers are like a ne- unique beast and they don't get like a lot of um, credit in Hollywood for what they do. But like good movies can't be made with shitty scripts. Um, no. And um, part of writing is kind of developing your story so much that you can dive into it and um, kind of let it unfold for you for you mm-hmm. um and it's kind of like it's this weird thing that like you can't really explain to someone unless they've written something themselves mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like you, you start getting in that mode mm-hmm. and the story just hits the paper and then you might half an hour later read what you wrote and you're like holy shit yeah. I didn't fucking think that was going to happen. Or you have an ending idea in your mind and you realize like halfway through, you're like, oh, it's not going to end that way. I have no idea how it's going to end. And as you write it, you kind of figure it out and you're like, oh, shit, that's a way better ending. Yeah. Like that's uh, with uh, when I wrote Waz, I remember. Um, or you realize something about your character. Oh, yeah. That you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's why they act that way, because they're abused as a child. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, Pfft. right. Well, uh, Sorry, what about no, Waz? when I wrote when I wrote Waz, um. I came home like from work 
because I would I worked at a uh, gas station. So you know, shout out to the 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 Chevron on Lake Mary Road. Chevron like, on Lake Mary, right? Because that gas station was the shit. But we I should worked talk about today. that gas station. I'm we gonna will. Write that we down. will. Let's fucking I, um, go back to that. I actually uh, I worked there for three years doing a graveyard shift while I was uh, going to school. Um, okay. Um, while I was going to school for, for three years, I worked there and, um, I would write at night because it's a graveyard shift and it was in Flagstaff and like, let's be fair. There's like six people that came in. But, um, uh, when I was writing there, it's actually where I wrote, uh, pretty much all of my novel, um, was there on that. And, uh, the, towards the end, I actually, remember coming home with a sticky note and uh, my wife Ashley found it and she was like, who the hell's Joey Tucci? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean? You don't know. I was like, well, there was a, I, I think that it's the last chapter of was. And she's like, don't you have like another hundred pages or so? I'm like, yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just know that the last chapter is going to start with Joey Tucci was a fat bastard. Yeah. And she was like, how, but you don't know what that means. I was like, Oh no, I have no idea what that means. I just know that that's how the last, the very last chapter ends. And Absolutely. she was like, that's so strange. And I was like, I don't, I'm just telling you that's how it starts. I'm like, I don't know why I'll figure it out once I get there. But, but like to someone like me, like you saying that I'm like, Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, and we do it with little stuff too. Like, um, so I wrote a true story about me going to boot camp. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Jeremy was like, who would you pick to be your grandfather? And I was like, Oh, John Goodman. And I had never thought about it at all, not even kind of. It's just it's when just he asked the up. when he asked the question, I just knew who I would pick, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I would totally pick John Goodman to be my grandfather. Yes, and that is, that is like this weird, like unique thing too. Of um, uh, it's like things like that just pop into your head, and you know it's right, mm-hmm. and you know it has to. It has to be that way, mm-hmm. and and you can't change your mind about it. And um, part of writing is so weird for me because, like, like I still get ideas. Like, I just texted you while I was on the treadmill on Wednesday. Oh yeah, <laughs> and figured out how to fix a script that I wrote eight years ago. Yes, um, or eight years ago. Yeah, about two thousand, mm-hmm. two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah, six years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just, I was just stone running on the treadmill and, yep. um, when I run on the treadmill, I try to, I try to blank out as much as possible. Right. Well, everybody does. Um, or should. And, um, sometimes like they have the TVs on them, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll just shut it off and I'll stare in, like at myself yeah. while I'm running. That's kind of creepy, but go ahead. No, like, it's just like, like yeah, no. looking at my own eyes, like in the reflection just mm-hmm. kind of lets me zone out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm just, but it you're sounds just, weird. Well, it just sounds like sort of uh, creepy okay. in its own way. Like well, you're like, oh, I'll just stare at my reflection and see what that guy has to think. Like it's just, I don't know. It's a little odd. That's all I'm saying. It works for me though. I'm not saying it doesn't, and it makes sense. It's just also a little. It creepy. lets me like, uh, just kind of, I don't know. No, it's well, just a zone. While out. my legs are moving, I get it. Like, yeah, I've had some. I've had some ideas from some strange ass places. I was in a, it was a advanced cognitive and behavioral neuroscience. Um, and, uh, the teacher was just rambling on and I was in my own little world. And all I caught was, he was like, you know, if, 
you know, you got to figure like, I mean, what doesn't our brain let us see? And I was like, that's, that's the coolest thing ever. And then later that night it was like 1am and I was outside like doing at work and uh, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And when you look, it's gone, you know? Yeah. And then instantly like I had a story idea. Yeah. Like it was the most random shit in the world, but I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. A lot of them come from nightmares too. Oh yeah. Nightmares are a big one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, um, I actually don't dream a lot. Um, I don't know why I don't really, I might. Yeah. It's probably cause I smoke a lot. Yeah. But, uh, I might dream. I just don't remember them. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the argument. I think everyone dreams. Right. I, am. Um, um, I, but you remember yours. I do. Like extremely vividly and intensely. Yeah. I wish and, I did uh, sometimes. it helps a lot. I wish I didn't. For writing. It's, they're rough. Yeah. They're real bad. I really like discussing. You're the only person I know that's a writer. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. My buddy Nick Kraft, who helped with the website, is also a writer. Oh, nice. Yes. There you go. He got a master's degree in it. Oh, did he? Yes. Nice. Anyways. Um, but I like discussing like the different like kind of, I don't know, methods, like mm-hmm. tactics, art forms, or whatever you want to call them. Oh, yeah. To the process. Um I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, Mike, my buddy, Mike, he, he writes. Um, and, uh, when he writes, he has to have like almost the whole story mapped out. And then he has to like lock himself away from everybody for like four hours to write it. Like he can't be anywhere near anybody. They can't talk to him. Nothing. Right. Whereas I wrote the, the novel sitting at the gas station. People come in and be like, what are you doing? I'm writing a novel. And they're like, Okay. And they just buy their beard and then they leave. And then uh, once I was able to actually print the novel and have it on the counter, they're like, oh, you were you were serious. I thought that was just something people like fucking said. I was like, no, I wrote a fucking novel. And they're like, holy shit. Like, it was weird. It was a weird experience, too. Like, yeah, the first time somebody was like, hey, will you sign this? I was like, what? They're like, your novel. I'm like. Why? Oh, I asked you to sign my copy and you thought it was weird. Because it's fucking strange. Yeah. Like, it's a we- it's it's very strange. The first time somebody asked me to sign Dude, it, I was just confused as shit. first edition copy on eBay when we get rich. Right? Because it's not even edited well. So then there'll be like a first edition that's edited I'm just correctly. Kidding. If I was rich, why would I need to sell it on eBay? No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, if I ended up like super rich, I expect all these people to sell that shit. No, that would. would be cool, man. They knew you when, you know. Right? It'll never happen. But right? I mean, it's a nice pipe dream. But you brought up the gas station again i want okay. to get back to let's that. talk about uh, the gas station <laughs> the gas station in flagstaff is a magical place it is for, uh, now only one of them we're for, only talking about the chevron that's on lake mary yes it's a wonderful um, place for john it was his job um all the way through college in flag yep that's the only place i worked in flag that's the only place you worked in flag mm-hmm. yeah so so when I met John, he worked there, and you worked the graveyard shift. Yep. And it became the place for me that I would just go to when I was bored mm-hmm. and I couldn't sleep or whatever. You weren't the only one. And I, oh, I know. Yeah. And I showed up many, many times. I remember I showed up after a very bad experience. Oh my. <laughs> we don't have to share what the experience was. I remember this, though, yeah. I showed up after a very bad experience at, like, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yep. And I just hung out with you for, like, an hour until, uh-huh. until I felt better, basically. Yep. exactly. And then I just went home. 
No, I had a lot of people that would come in, stay for like an hour, just chatting and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know. buy snacks, nachos and shit. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that gas station has the best gas station assortment of food. Yes. And um, that actually caused me to. Um, so um, I would have a lot of um, oh, fucking stoners come in and um, yeah. they would just stand in the store and stare at stuff for like a really long time, which not all of them. Some can focus and some can be functional, but others just there. So I invented the gas station food groups. Oh, this is magical. <laughs> so you have to have a liquid. Okay. The liquid is a food group. It doesn't matter beverage. if it's like that. The, 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 Don't say liquid. You got to say beverage. Okay, fine. A beverage. Um, but you like, uh, it doesn't matter if it's lemonade, iced tea, beer, whatever, but you need a beverage. A beverage. Yes. It could be free, so, free water. Okay. And then you have your fruit group. Okay, now this is not fucking apples and bananas and shit. This is you need like Skittles, Starburst, Airheads or Airhead Bites. Something that's fruity. You need a fruit, okay, from the fruit group, yes. okay? And then you need a chocolate. Yes. If you need that explained, we have other issues entirely. And then you have your savory. Your savory is the final of the food groups, and that's like if you need a chip or um, you want some nachos or something like that, That or you need a hot dog, whatever. But that extra bit is the savory. So you have beverage, chocolate, fruit group, and then a savory. And those are your gas station food groups. Yes. And I will, I will for one, say I, I abided by these food groups for, for many a gas station trip. And I will, I will stand by this for all stoners out there. That it is, it is a system that you cannot find a flaw in. Well, and it's so funny because I would have people come up to the counter and it set stuff there, and they'd be like, "Okay, which which one am I missing?" Yep. And I'm like, "Oh, you don't have a savory." I do. And they're like, "Oh, I totally wanted wanted some Doritos and I fucking forgot." So they go get Doritos yep. and they come up, and I'm like, "That's a savory." There you go. Or they'd be like, "Um, yeah, what's the what's the? I got chocolate. I got a beverage. I got savory. What's the other one? I'm like, oh, fruit group. You need to go. You need to go get yourself some now and later. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, do you have the old flavors of the now and later? And they just freak out. And you're like, yeah, this is the dumbest thing ever. But like, but I still know so many people abided by those food groups, and I still know hilarious. mine. My go to was Calypso, uh, blueberry Calypso for the beverage. Yes, um, it was. For savory, it was usually a chip. It was either like Ruffles, uh, queso flavor, or it was the you Doritos. got the pring- no the Pringles, the little barbecue, cups of Pringles. yeah, the mm. barbecue Pringles in the little can, or the um, <laughs> the Snyder's pretzel bites that I liked. Oh yeah, those are good too. Um, and then for chocolate, I would either get uh, peanut M and M's or like a Reese's cup. Yep. And then for a fruit, I would always go with um a skittles or oh, what was that other little candy that i always bought um oh the little fruity candies that i like oh, i can't remember they didn't have it. airhead bites at the time so i know it wasn't that no, and it wasn't it starbursts was. um uh what's the japanese one was it those ones no it was like sweet tarts the high chews oh sweet tarts sweet yep, tarts roll of sweet tarts yeah that's what it was uh yeah, we, that was my jam. That are we was, really were... reminiscing about snack foods? No, no, fuck oh. yeah. <laughs> this is episode ten, man. We gotta cover the basis here. That's true. So yeah, when uh, but yeah, when I worked at this gas station, I got a lot of good ideas. I actually at one point I thought about writing a uh, a, a book based on the interactions that I had with people in that gas station because graveyards very special. 
and I was going to call it the inconvenient convenience store stories. I remember I was talking about this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's because there were a number of times like where I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I remember some dude coming in. He's like, I'm not paying 20 bucks for a gas can. Where's the one you keep for customers? And I was like, we, we don't have one for customers. He's like, you have one for customers. And we totally did, but fuck him. He's being an asshole. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, we don't have one for customers. He's like, yeah, you fucking do. So just give me that one. I was like, oh, we definitely don't. And he's like, so what do I do? I'm like, buy one of those gas cans. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. Where's the one for customers? I was like, look, I was like, even if I wanted to help you, I was like, you have a pretty shitty attitude because it's a graveyard and I cussed all the time and I didn't care. Yeah. <clears throat> he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Your owner also didn't care. No, though. Well, that's right? well, the first owner kind of cared. Uh, the second one, he was far more chill. And uh, he's a real good guy. His name's Mark. He was awesome. And uh, he kind of understood that I was just, that's just how I was. So, but anyway, so I told this dude, I was like, you're having a really shitty attitude. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I please have the gas can that's for customers? And I was yeah. like, well, although you were extremely condescending, I was like, that was far better. But since I don't have the ability to conjure things out of thin fucking air, then no, you can't have the gas can that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. Like, Get out of my store. Those motherfuckers. So, yeah, but I had all kinds of, like, crazy people that would come in, and, like, then I had a lot of people that I, I actually used to meet them. became, like, good friends with. I remember and, like, meeting them, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, this is that guy I was telling you about. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> yep. oh, I've heard about you. And they're like, oh, I've heard about you, too. <laughs> you right, <know>? exactly. <laughs> no, and it, and it's funny. I, I met a lot of people like that, that I still. David. T- yeah, David was awesome. Yeah. I, I still talk to David. I still talk to David. I think I saw him comment on one of the podcast posts. Yeah, he, he's like most of them. So he's probably one of our listeners. He's, oh, thank you, man, for yeah, listening. He's awesome. Um, And then. uh. I met I met quite a few people that I still talk to uh, up there, and it's just it's crazy. They'd all come in in the middle of the night, just chatted up about the stories and stuff. And there's this dude Ian. He'd come in every night and be like, "Okay, so what did you write tonight?" So I'd tell him about the previous chapter, and he's like, "Oh, where's it going?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like I remember the in Waz, there's a part where they get to a wall, and he was like. What's on the other side of the wall? I was like, I don't know, but I think it's kind of like nuke down. And he's like, what? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's cool though, because it helps having those people to like, yeah, to like talk to you about yeah. it. Because a lot of times I didn't know what was happening in the story until I said it out loud, and I was like, oh my god, that's totally what's gonna happen. Yeah, it really helps to mm-hmm. to any writer out there. It really helps to read your story out loud to someone or to have them read it to you. That's my favorite shit. Yeah, hearing it's it really out difficult to get yeah. someone to do that. It is, but um, especially getting someone if you're to just read your script to you, mm-hmm. and you can like hear your inaccuracies or where they stumble. Yep. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't explain that well enough, or oh fuck, that dialogue does suck. Or, yeah, like, you know, where you're like, oh, that doesn't flow at all. Yeah, and some of that shit is really hard to do without someone like that to just be like, hey mm-hmm. man, what, like, what do you write? Well, it's and like you, I wrote a uh, the the whole character uh, teacup in uh, in tuition assistance. He he speaks Cockney slang. Until we read it out loud, I didn't realize how many I'd gotten wrong. Okay, and had to go back through and like alter the Cockney That's slang so, so that it was perfect. Dialogue is so rough until yeah. you read it. Oh yeah, and once you read it, you're like, oh, that's much better. And then there's certain ones that we've written that have like very specific accents. Yeah. And literally, if you do not read it in an accent, then it sounds fucking stupid. But as long as you use the accent, then you're like, oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, I know. Oh man, I know. I feel like writing. Um one thing that I realized really quickly is that I don't know how to write children. 
properly. Oh, that's fair. Um, just I wrote one story with like child, like children in it, mm-hmm. and my teacher is just like, like, like I don't remember who it was. It might have been Paul. No, I don't think it was Paul because Paul never gave like this good of advice. <laughs> Um, they were like, you should go and try to volunteer in like a second grade classroom. Yeah. And like observe children. Uh, you know, what's funny about that? Um, were you the one who gave me that advice? Yeah, I was. Um, oh, okay. And it, it was me because, um, I actually took, that's so fucking funny. I took daycare instruction so you when I was in high advice. school. Yep. And I, I actually used to, despite how many times I say fuck. Okay. I actually used to. Um, I took a daycare instruction class twice, actually, so I could go and hang out with these kids at daycare and for like school credit. Yeah. Um, and um, I actually used to help teach Sunday school. Yeah. I know <laughs> so, you did. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> so, um, and now I'm like the polar opposite of that guy. But yeah, either way, it's, it it helps because then you actually get to know kids and stuff. Because I don't uh, particularly care for most kids, like. Uh, I have a niece and a couple of nephews and they're all, they're cool. But like outside of that, like we're good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to like go hang out just to like find, no, it's fucking kids. They're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just recently got a puppy and that's as close to a kid as I'm ever going to have. And that's already a pain in the ass. So I understand. <laughs> Puppies are a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, dude. But yeah, writing children, in other words, is uh, is actually very difficult because it's you so always difficult. want them to talk uh, more As adults. Uh, more adult like than they're actually going to talk because that's their that's, word choice and their 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 train of thought mm-hmm. is really hard to to write as an adult without being around children. Right, and w- well, one of the biggest problems with that is actually what Hollywood has led us to believe that children talk like. Because they don't talk like they do in movies because right. adults write shitty children. Yeah. Like the closest is probably that little Lipnicky kid in fucking Jerry Maguire where he's just saying out random shit that he's learned. That made sense. But then you get other kids that like speak like they're fucking 37. The kindergarten cop. That one's good. Yeah. That one's Boys have bad. a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> he just stands right? up and says that. Yep. See, kindergarten cop was pretty close. I mean, like, but there's some to get it right. But then there's other ones where you're like. What is this kid? Forty yeah. seven? Like what the fuck? Like, like no. why is this child more mm-hmm. grown up than the adults are? Like there's a lot to get right. Like Stranger Things. <laughs> like those kids are the shit. They're legit. They're awesome. But like then there's like oh, the stranger, other ones that are Stranger re- Things, the writing and directing in that show mm-hmm. and the character development and the child actors that they picked is mm-hmm. just so on point. Oh no, it's 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 ridiculous. It's not gonna be that show is. Just, it's not going to be outdone, in my opinion. There will never be another '80s, right? Era, anything, movie, anything mm-hmm. that, that gets does. it right like that. Yep, and it's it's like so <laughs> spot on and shit. It's just uh, it's ridiculous. It's great. Yeah, the whole thing's great. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Stranger Things. If you haven't seen that, watch it. Yeah, seriously, it's not that scary. It is kind of scary. No, it has some scary moments, but that that's not really what it's about. It's, it's like, about the relationship of these kids with like their their bonds as like as like the greatest friends ever, and then yeah, having a, a new person in there. Dark, yeah, uh, sitcom, kind of. It's not a sitcom, but sure, it's more dramatic. No, than it is to sell it to people like that. Oh, 
I'd say whimsical and dark, Sitcom's but I would say definitely that it, the wrong word. I would say it's not a situational comedy. I'm sorry. Well, see, I would say thriller just because it has very thrilling moments and has a lot of suspense. But it, thriller I sure. wouldn't. I definitely would not consider it horror by any means. You wouldn't? No. So I said even even the the fucking Demi Gorgon. Like I mean, it's it's scary. It has its scary moments, but but it's not like. But I would still put everything in more of a thriller category than I would horror. Just because it's hard to define thriller and horror. Yes, um, in that in that sense, because horror does usually have more like gruesome stuff, and it is kind of more scary. Right. That's the thing is jump scenes and right loud. Right. uh, Like with horror, I expect. That most of my fear will be would come from how uncomfortable it makes me. Yeah, you know, like is is like human centipede. That's horror because it goes it goes too far. It goes too far. Well, the second one actually, the second one went way too far. That's one of those movies I'm not going to watch because I read about it and I get it. I don't need to see it. No, you don't need to see it. I watched all three of them, and what's uh what's really fucked up out of all of it is that the third one he clearly meant to be funny. That's stupid as fuck. And it's makes it like it's hard to fucking watch because it's not fucking funny. It bothers me. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know what about this situation um, you would find hilarity in. But like. So this leads me to like another thing I like to tell people about movies is that like. In America, we have, like, this over-fascination with horror and, like, discon- like di- dissecting people's bodies and stuff. Okay. And that's why it's okay to, like, make movies like Human Centipede because it doesn't cro- cross, like, those boundaries mm-hmm. in America. I don't know. But it's going to cross a lot of boundaries. But a lot of those films can't get made in other countries because they have restrictions on, like, human torture and stuff. Yeah. But they're more lenient on like sex mm-hmm. and like body parts and nudity than we are, and it's kind of like this weird. It's like this weird difference in our cultures, yeah. And like people, um, people don't really notice it because we don't want watch a lot of European films, yeah. But well. like European films would never allow Hollywood films to get made over there. Like it's just no, a number of them wouldn't. Like I mean, it, it's like I mean, like Saw and Hostel. And yeah, Hostel's banned in I mean, all my countries. Yeah, and um, Mike and I watched a movie called um, Freak Show one time. Okay, and it said it was banned in like twenty one countries. So we were like, oh well, obviously this is something we should watch. So we watched it, and it's it's an hour and twenty five minutes, and we were an hour and twenty minutes into it, and I'm like. What the fuck was this band for? Like, I don't fucking get it. I was like, there's nothing in the last five minutes of this movie that's going to make me feel like it should be banned. And you were wrong. I was, I don't know. We both said that. We both said the same thing. There's nothing in the last five minutes. And I don't know. I can, I've known Mike for almost 20 years. And I don't think that we have ever been more wrong at any point in that time frame. And I've said a lot of wrong shit. I've never been more wrong. Than when I said, there's nothing in the last five minutes that makes me think that this should be banned. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like, to the point that when it was over, he actually had, like, a uh, um, a uh, electronic blood pressure machine. And we took our fucking blood pressures and shit because we were, like, traumatized. And we had to, like, know just how traumatized we were if this shit was going to be permanent. <laughs> 
and that was allowed here. Is it but weird banned that, in like, twenty one countries? Is it weird that you like telling me that just like makes me have a little anxiety? No, that's. I mean, it makes. Uh, no, I mean, because you know how much I've been watching horror movies since I was seven. No, and that's. I guess that's more what I mean. <laughs> it's it's you telling me that uh-huh. gives me anxiety, right? Not someone else telling me that you specifically yes exactly yeah because i've been watching horror movies since i was seven and we weren't we just weren't ready we weren't ready another thing that i don't think we got to talk about what is your issue with the pig fucker episode on black mirror oh i just stopped it was boring because that's something that i was really surprised that you said you stopped because a lot of people online said they can't finish that episode yeah i just i just didn't i don't know the other ones are intriguing to me yeah, that didn't. That seemed more humiliatory than, or humiliating than it was uh, than it was intriguing. Yeah, so I, I didn't feel the need to watch the rest of can that. Can I one. sum up that episode for you though? Like hey, the message. He in fucks it? a pig, and then yeah, can I do you you know like the message behind it though? I don't know the message, but yeah, because so so that's why I like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's a series on Netflix. I definitely talk about it a lot. It's just a really interesting take on technology and how it's ruining our lives. Yeah. And not really ruining our lives, but kind of like interesting takes on where it could go in the future. Uh-huh. And so this one is, uh, it's the very first episode. Probably just don't listen to this part of the podcast if you want to watch it and I'm going to spoil it. Yeah. But it's, it's I call it the pig fucker episode because it's it's the British prime minister. He gets blackmailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone kidnapped the queen or the queen's daughter, the princess, right. and um, they are going to kill her if he doesn't fuck a pig on live TV. On live TV. So that's the premise. And I don't really ruin the episode by saying that because that's literally that's the, the first purpose. five minutes. Yeah, that's of the, the purpose episode. of the episode. But I'm going to ruin it right here. The, the very end. Um, so they send a finger with the ring. The princess's ring to him mm-hmm. saying that the the princess's finger has been cut off with her you know big ass royal ring on it yeah and um one of the instructions in the episode is that they can't attempt to fake it and the prime minister like they can't like he has to do it live and he has to fuck a pig like they can't fake it with digital right. fakery and uh the British prime minister like gives his staff like specific instructions to not fucking do that. Okay. Like they're not going to fucking disobey any of the rules. Right. So his chief of staff goes behind his back and hires a company to try to fake it. Okay. That leaks out to the media and the public turns on him. Everyone is like the polls Mm -hmm. live or whatever. It's like everyone agrees. He doesn't have to fuck a pig. Like that's crazy. Yeah, And then as soon as it comes out that they're disobeying and that the finger got cut off of the princess because they're disobeying, the public hates him. Okay. And he has to fuck the pig because he got an innocent woman's finger chopped off. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like this interesting, weird take. Before they didn't care that she was going to get killed because fucking the pig was a bigger deal. Right. But as soon as it got serious... Then they're like... And the prime minister wasn't taking it seriously okay they got pissed and and turned on him that's so weird right and then he fucks the pig and it turns out she wasn't kidnapped at all right she was kidnapped he let her go before he ever fucked the pig okay 
she was found wandering down a street. Everyone was so obsessed with what he was doing. No one was in public paying attention to the princess running down the street. Interesting. Right? In public, like whatever, wherever the fuck she is in London or whatever. And it wasn't her finger. It was the kidnapper's finger. He cut off his own finger and he killed himself. Hmm. All before it ever happened. So the guy didn't even wait to find out if the guy fucked the pig or not. That's pretty fucked up. That's pretty special. So it was just a whole, a whole thing on how society can, perception can can force influence. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And, no, I I understood why it was. And Black then it Mirror ends episode. with like his, his image is saved. The public loves him. He mm-hmm. saved the princess, and his life is ruined because his wife can't stand him anymore. Yeah, because he fucked a pig. But being the prime minister, he can't like divorce his wife. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know that. That's fucked up. For like, well, like you could, but it's like the it's like the president getting divorced while he's in the White House. Like it would never really happen. Okay. Like it's so bad for your public image. Yeah. So they keep things up in the public. Then when they get home, she hates them. What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I'd hate a pig fucker. Yeah. So it's just this interesting take on like how perception like the knowledge you're shared mm-hmm. false facts can sway public influence okay i just thought it was a really good message for how fake news yeah and the words fake news and shit are getting thrown around and like the russia scandal and the election and all that it's like very right. it's a weird correlation to what's happening already hmm. it makes sense makes sense yeah, yeah i just uh i got like 20 minutes into it and i was like yeah i don't care yeah, I think I could go off on tangents for hours about how cool Black Mirror is. Yeah, Black Mirror is pretty awesome. I haven't watched them all yet. I'm I still watched the Star Trek episode yet. No, I saw like half of it. Oh. But I haven't I haven't had a chance to finish it yet because uh, it turns dude. out that because I have a puppy now that I can't actually watch anything that I haven't already seen thirty thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So I watched uh, um, Die Hard two and Die Hard with a Vengeance on yeah. uh, Thursday, and then yesterday I watched Lethal Weapon one through three. The puppy thing will change, man. They get older and they oh, settle know. down. But well, what's nice is he'll actually sit down and watch the TV, <coughs> which is super weird, but it's kind of awesome. Crypto does that. Does he? Yeah. yeah. That's badass. Um, are you guys gonna crate train him? Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Cool. So, but yeah, he's uh no, he's he's awesome. He's just pain in the ass. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. They take yeah. all your free time. You can't, they're like a little kid. You can't stop watching them because they get silent and then they're chewing on something. Yeah. And you know, they're doing something or they're peeing on something. Right. Or like throwing up somewhere or you're shitting on something. Right. You're like, what the fuck? Like we've been trying to watch, like finish off a couple TV shows and we just, we've watched like one episode in in a week. Yep. Yep. That sounds accurate. But we've watched like reruns of Top Chef like 4,000 times. Top Chef? Yeah. It's your favorite Top Chef. Like of all time, like on like the top chefs. Like which one's your favorite? Um, the guy or the girl? Yeah, um, probably Blaze. Okay, Richard Blaze. Mine's uh, mine's one of the newer ones. Uh, uh, Jeffrey's the Carrion. I don't know. I haven't seen that episode yet. Or he's like he's just one of the that? guys who like becomes a he became a top chef. Like you know, oh, like he won one of the seasons. Yeah, like a couple years back. He's not like one of those guys who's always um been on it oh okay no 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 richard blaze uh he won like um so he was on season 
four, which was the Chicago season. Oh, okay. Um, and so he was on season four. Oh, Iron lost. Chef. We're oh, talking yeah, about Iron t- Chef. We're saying Top Chef? No, I'm talking about Top Chef. I'm talking about Iron Chef. Well, I'm not talking about Iron Chef. Oh, that's my B. Yeah. This guy. No, Top Chef, we're going Morimoto because oh. he scares the fuck out of me. But um, this, do you know who this guy is? Yeah, I know who Jeffrey Sakarian is because yeah, he's uh, he's always a uh, judge on uh, fucking Chopped on Iron Chef. Yeah, yeah. He was on Chopped for a long time, and then winning Iron Chef for him was like a really big deal. Yeah, and um, but uh, no, I'm talking about the show Top Chef with mm-hmm. Top Chef with uh, Padma and uh, Tom Colicchio. They, I don't uh, watch that one. Okay, so Sorry. you should watch this shit. It's on Hulu. Uh, um, but uh, on I like se- Hulu. on season four, um, Richard Blaze lost. And so he got to come back in the All-Stars one, which I think is season eight. Yeah. And he ended up winning the All-Stars version of Top Chef because Blaze is kind of the shit. But I, I was I was actually sad. Like I, the finale of the the uh, season eight was uh, Blaze versus uh, uh, Mike, Mike Isabella. And uh, Isabella totally could have won, too. Like, I would have been okay with either one of them winning. Like, I love Blaze. Yeah. But, like, Isabella, like... When he showed up in his season, which was season six, um, he was like a just just a what's the what's the word for when you you, you uh, hate women like a misogynist? Yeah, there it is. He was extreme misogynist. Like he's like the very first episode they show him, he's like, yeah, I mean, like. Come on, what's she gonna do that I can't do? Like you're just like, what the fuck? Oh my god! But he's like one of those people. But you see him like evolve through his season onto the, like All Stars, and he actually becomes like one of your favorites like easily. Like he's a dick, but you see him evolve like as a human being and like not be like that. And you're like, oh, this guy's like totally chill. Like I would, yeah, this guy's awesome. Like he grows on you. I don't know about that. No, trust me, you just gotta watch him. I ain't gonna watch all that. Well, don't watch the first season. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with season. you. There's way too much TV mm-hmm. to watch fucking cooking shows today, in oh, my opinion. That's not true. I, I used to watch them. Iron Chef all the time. Oh, no, because I watched Chopped, see, and Iron Chef was on, see, and like I just like, dude, like there's so many shows I, I haven't even Chopped. watched Punisher yet. Like Jessica eh, Jones is coming out, and then Luke Cage is either. coming out. No, but there's so much shit. Yeah, there's so much shit. So let's days. clarify right now. I would rather watch Top Chef than ever have to sit through a single episode that has Jeff, Je- Jessica Jones in it ever fucking again. Okay, like, like the Jessica villains Jones. were spectacular That's in fine. the first season. The villains were f- fucking wonderful. I didn't give a shit about her at all. Yeah. And I wanted to, but I just didn't. My biggest issue with her character is they need to make her a superhero and stop with the, the I'm a I'm a detective. I don't like using my powers bullshit. Yes. Do you know what I mean? She just needs to own what she is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, but um, she needs to start like running into buildings like Luke Cage and fucking y- shit up. Okay. Yeah. But let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about Luke Cage for a second. Because because Luke Cage <laughs> does the same thing that pisses me off about the Flash and What's about Arrow. Luke Cage? Okay. Is that. I hate that superheroes yeah. all of a sudden mysteriously find a supervillain that has the same fucking powers. Uh, like, that shit gets real old. Like, fight somebody else. Like, they can't all be archers. They can't all be speedsters. They can't all be fucking super strong people with bio suit. Like, fuck you. Like, there are other villains out there that aren't superheroes that are probably fucking worse. I mean, I for sure like, get your point, but at the same time, that's how all the comic books are written. I know. I'm saying, know saying branch the fuck out. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm with you, but it's just like like the Flash's top enemy is a, 
reverse flash and it is zoom and it is godspeed i i get that but i'm just saying like it just seems like it's a li- it makes it seem too convenient and it makes me stop I agree. Attention. It would be like if Superman fought an evil version of Superman in every movie. Yeah, you'd be like I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like him fighting Zod was as close to that as I want see, to see. See, that's why that's what I think they did really well in uh the Justice League movie and I know it got a lot of bad reviews. I actually like the Justice League. What movie. they did with Superman, me being a huge Superman fan, they did it so good. To what he actually is in the comics. Like, him going evil and fighting the team like that was so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And him and Flash running really fast behind him and him just looking at him with his eyes. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the the speed stuff they did, the fast fo- motion and the slow motion fight scenes yeah. was so fucking I, cool. I actually like Justice League a lot. And uh, it's funny. I, I also, I really like the moments that I know were not in the Snyder version. Me too. Yeah, like like when he, when when Superman asks Batman, he's like, "Do you bleed?" And then he's laying on the ground, and he's like, "Definitely bleeding. Yeah, definitely bleeding." Yeah. You know that was not in the fucking Snyder that version because that sure. dude has no idea what the fuck light and happiness. No, that is. was Joss Whedon all day. Mm-hmm. It was either Whedon or they actually just let Affleck be Affleck for a yeah. minute, and he, they Maybe. were like, "What would you say?" And he's like, "Bleeding, definitely bleeding." Right? Like because Affleck, he's fucking funny. Like. But, like, another thing they did with Superman, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to say it, is uh, he fucking saves the day at the end because he is the most powerful fucking thing on Earth. Right. And the guy is not the villain that they're going to fight. Like, the the guy they fought Mm -hmm. is, is like, the the big bad guy's, like, first-hand man. Right. It's a precursor to the actual bad. Yeah. So, Superman came in and was like, oh, is this guy still bothering you guys? And just whoops his ass. Yep. And it and like that's like how they win is the guy fear Superman mm-hmm. and like that it was like for a comic book movie it was like the closest thing to being like a really good adaptation yeah. of a I, comic book. I so actually far. Re- I really liked Justice League. Like yeah. I thought Justice League was actually well, uh, like in, Aqua in the DC Bro. Universe, Aqua I mean. Bro makes me happy. Like he doesn't give a fuck and he's hilarious. And when he sits when on her fucking rope. I about pissed myself. I was laughing yeah. so fucking hard. He's like, because let's face it. He's like, we're probably going to die. He's like, you, you don't have any superpowers. No offense. He's like, he points at a side where he's like, we don't even know what side you're on. Yeah. Like, it was fucking hilarious and because he was just being a dick. He's being super honest, though. He's like, yeah. no offense. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman, he's like, and you, you're just, whew, just so hot. Yeah. And he's like, what the? F-? And then he realizes he's sitting on it. And you're like, this yeah. is awesome. It's like, he doesn't even know. Like, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like even Flash, like I thought, I still, okay, I will say this. I think that uh, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, yeah. Yeah, I think he actually did a really good job portraying the Flash. I just hate his uniform so fucking much. Like, why do you put the fastest dude alive in some clunky-ass fucking armor? Oh, I don't hate that at all. I hate the way he runs. Why? He runs like... Like he's swimming. Oh, okay. And it's uncomfortable to watch. Oh, that's okay. I'll give you that. That makes sense. Now, yeah. see, I hate the armor. I think he looks like a fucking tool. Oh, uh, see, the armor doesn't bother me um, just because there's so many in- incarnations of the flash suit. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it's kind of close to, to some they have in the comics. So like, it is more like body armor yeah. rather than like a latex suit that he wears, like in the TV show. Know. For me, it just seemed dumb because it just seemed counterproductive to his purpose. 
His yeah. purpose is to go super fucking fast. So in my mind, why are you wearing heavy shit? Like, had they had, like, one line where they were like, oh, this is this new material that's, like, super light but super durable. Like, give me just my, a lot of time I just need that line. My only issue with that, the suit, is something they did point out online in that um, he hasn't met Batman yet, and he's not really a superhero. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be one. Yeah. But he has battle armor. Yeah. So they didn't really explain it, and they didn't really explain where he got it from, right? And, and or why he would even use it, because right now he's just kind of and robbing what, convenience stores, right? And being fast, like, yeah. Like I really, but he think, has his whole armor. This is just another thing that pisses me off about DC, because we would have all these fucking answers had they done it the right way and given us origin movies before they gave us a mashup movie. Yeah, absolutely like, right. Like, had I got an, an origin for any of these, I would have all these fucking answers, and then we would, like, had they done an origin version first, they rushed we'd be it. like, oh, look, yeah, because they wanted the fucking money. They didn't want to make a good product. They just wanted goddamn money. Yeah, they rushed it hardcore. Ugh, they rushed all of it. They yeah, rushed They rushed every movie they've made other than Wonder Woman. Right. That one was actually good. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, Batman versus Superman? like Rushed. That was garbage. Yeah. Like, Snyder's a dick. How are you going to bookend a superhero movie with fucking funerals? To be like, per- piece of shit. perfectly honest with you, that movie... Uh, just had too much in it. It just it yeah. it didn't focus on the actual Batman versus Superman story arc. No, and the actual Batman versus Superman story, the comics is are really cool. Like and like uh like the president asked Batman or asked Superman to go fight Batman. Oh okay. Because Batman's yeah. out of control and he starts like torturing people in Gotham and stuff. Yeah, and that's when Superman's like really well revered on planet Earth already. Yeah, and and. The president's like, dude, I don't know what to do about the the bat in Gotham. Okay. He's like, could you please go? Like- right. And see, and even that would have been better reasoning than what they went with. Yeah. Also, like, how the fuck is Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor? Like. I don't know. I I'm, haven't, I'm not thrilled I can't, what they did with I honestly can't character. name another, uh, ca- another casting. They cut him out of Justice League. Good. I can't imagine another. Except the answer. Character having for me to consider as being a worst casting choice. Like, I literally can't think of one. Like, I feel like somebody in that meeting was like, oh, we should get Heisenberg. Heisenberg's pretty bad. And then dude. people were like, oh, oh yeah, Heisenberg. And, and then one guy's like, no, 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 I fucking said Heisenberg. Brian and they're like, Jesse Eisenberg would be perfect. And no, they're like, Brian he's Cranston. like, no, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. I fucking said Heisenberg. And. We ended up with Jesse Eisenberg because nobody listened to the one dude that had sense in the room. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, otherwise, Lex Luthor is basically still the dude from the Facebook movie. He is. It's fucking dumb. He is pretty much. It's so dumb. Like, the only way they could make it better is if they killed him off and they brought in the real Lex Luthor. (laughs) Like, and, you know, I I could argue about this whole. Honestly, man, they're not going to get better unless. Unless they, they take a new creative direction and start rewriting the movies, it's not going to happen. Right. The, the DC Extended Universe is... Garbage. It's going in the toilet pretty quick. Yeah. Like uh, the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Honestly, man, one of my biggest goals in life is to write a Superman movie. I would love to. 
That sounds ridiculous, but why? Because I fucking hate Superman. I dude, uh, fuck you. Uh, no, no, this is one that we're never going to agree on, and it's it's fine. Like I know that you love Superman, and he's like your personal hero. I think that he is a catch-all, and not fun to watch. I want to like Superman. I like Smallville. I just think that's because they they haven't done it right. Now, well, I mean, I don't know. Man of Steel wasn't bad. It's just, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. That's not. He's boring. No, Man of Steel wasn't done right. They're all they're all fucking horrible. Why? Superman but needs to be like... the leader of the Super Friends. I just, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Superman's the worst. Like they need to be like, uh, and I was talking to someone about this. Like, like the best comic book I can say that they made so, movie so far is Ant Man. Like it's so fun. Ant Man was the shit. It's standalone. Nothing else matters with it. It's just Ant Man. This guy falls into this fucking thing and becomes a superhero, and it's so fun. Like, and you don't even miss the you miss the part entirely that he's a criminal and that he's a fucking robber. Yeah. And he becomes the hero at the end. No, oh, Ant-Man was awesome. I like, loved Ant-Man. And that's how, like, a super... Like, a Superman movie needs to be, like, fun. Like, it needs to be entertaining. Like... Right. But... You know? I... Eh, yeah. And it's, it's just not going to be because it's going to have Superman. Well, and they, <laughs> they're, they're trying to make it for, like, adults. Yeah. Like, comic books weren't made for people in their 40s. Not the original ones, no. Like you know, now there are a lot more comics that are out there for everyone. But yes, the originals were. Oh, I think my next. (laughs) I think my next podcast is here. I think we got to wrap it up. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's that's okay. I mean, we're just gonna sit here and argue for more. No, it's all uh, good. We've been arguing for a while. Thanks everyone for listening. (laughs) Uh, We really gotta go. Uh, Appreciate the love and support. Thank you. Keep listening. Uh, subscribe to our other podcast, please. Millennial, Millennial and Marine. And Marine. Yep. Millennial and Marine. Yep. Um, it's on all the same shit. Hit us up. All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Peace. See ya.